0: Welcome to Cloud Bar. We're glad to be back. My name is Naima Cochran, and I am going to be with you for the month of August for our music entertainment education series. CloudBar, as always, seeks to provide conversations with experts in the game to help provide you, our creative community, with the resources and the information that you need to take everything in your career to the next level, whether that be about how to manage the business side of things, whether it be about health and wellness as you're on your grind. But this week and next, two weeks in the future, we're going to be talking specifically about the ins and outs of the business side of the game. So today we're going to have a few different conversations. The first is going to be about building your team. Who do you need? When do you need them? Why do you need them? The second is going to be about, sorry, almost got confused. The second conversation is going to be about, um, No, the third conversation is about diversified revenue. I'm sorry, guys, I got mixed up for one second. The second conversation is going to be about whether or not you go the indie route or you should go a major label route. And then our last conversation is going to be about maximizing your revenue streams, ownership, and what all of that looks like. So I want to, without further hesitation, bring in our first two panelists for this conversation. Taz Taylor and Nick Mira from Internet Money. Um, Taz is the founder of the started as a production collective turned multimedia, music, entertainment, conglomerate situation. I'll let him explain more about everything they're doing. Nick is Grammy-nominated producer who is part of the collective and who is one of the co-founders of Internet Money Records. Guys, welcome. Thank you for being with us today. Um, Thank you so for much You all are actually the epitome of what our independent creative community can build and grow into. Can you both um, Taz, starting with you tell us a little bit about your journey and and how you got here and 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 you know if soundcloud played part in that what that role looked like
1: yeah so uh i'm taz i own internet money basically internet money just started out as a collective of producers like uh, we were just all like type beat producers on the internet doing type beats on youtube and uh it kind of transitioned to us like making our way into the industry in two thousand seventeen, we haven't even been in the industry for three years. And you know, everything we've accomplished in the meantime, uh, I think we right now Internet Money holds the the most streamed song on SoundCloud history, I believe. And on top of that, we hold the, the longest number one in the top fifty in SoundCloud. So yeah, Internet Money and SoundCloud's kind of just like
2: been like it's, fam- it's
0: a family situation.
2: Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, what about you, Nick?
2: Um, I mean So internet money was basically started picking up the ground like 2017, but we were like basically forming it in 2016. Um, I met Taz online on Twitter, you know, we were in both producers in the YouTube community at the time. And, uh, I was looking at Taz as like inspiration for how to sell beats and all that. So, um, after I met Taz and like, he sort of took me under his wing, he uh, proposed the idea of internet money. And he was talking about you know what it all was about and how, you know, he wanted to just take over the scene with Internet Money, you know, push this collective, you know, mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of producers first about um, just being self-made and being an entrepreneur online and um, whether it's music or whatever it is, um, that was really the core that started Internet Money, and uh, we started out online selling beats and then. Um, DT and I started to work with juice and then led way more into building artists in the industry. Um, we had songs come out from being on the internet and just, um, you know, selling loops and selling kits online. We had a bunch of songs come throughout that. So, um, basically since we started, we've been staying on the internet, our internet growth has been going up and then we've also been slowly building up our, you know, industry side or whatever. And, uh, yeah.
0: What I what I think is important about you two guys in terms of this conversation is that it, much like our creators um, who are watching and 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 listening right now, you each started individually, kind of doing your own thing, forging your own path, and and you now have turned into like a team with all these different arms and and branches and and avenues of of focus. So Taz, starting with you, um, one of the things that we wanted to first frame for everybody. You know, when you feel like you're ready to get on and you and you want to start your career, whether it's as an artist or a producer, or even as someone who imagines themselves to be a future executive or mogul or business owner, um, a lot of times people jump way first into like, you know, I need all these people, I need X, Y, Z. Where should you start? Like before you're even thinking about putting your team together, before you're even thinking about like the first person you're going to reach out to, whether it's for partnership or management or publicity, marketing, anything, what's the first thing you should be clear on before you start reaching out to people to be part of this journey with you?
1: I think overall, you just need to be aware of like the type of artist you are. Like if you're a producer, the type of producer you are and start building out that way. Like the songs you're making and everything, you kind of need to have, like, the part that is where you're supposed to do the most work, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have that done, and then once you have everything figured out, like, the direction you want to go, like, the lane you want to be in, like, all of this type of stuff, then you need to start branching out, and like, finding management, and people just solely to, like, protect you, you know what I mean? And then once you sit down with your management, figure out what you're doing on that, end, decide if you do want to sign, if you don't want to sign, whatever's right. going on with that, and then y'all just got to start working every day to build the stuff, to drop, figure out schedules, figure out release plans, and just building up the overall brand of, like, what you initially created. But you can't get to that point if you don't really know, like, necessarily where you're going. Like, a lot of people just getting this, and they don't, like, um, they don't have managers, or they don't have anything like that. And they think, okay, well, I want to make music, so I need a manager. Uh, Yo, I make beats now. I want to get placements. I need a manager. And, like, reality is, like, a manager isn't going to do anything that you can't do for yourself. Like at the, end of the, day, the manager's job is to manage. So, so
0: um, I'm glad you brought that up. So first, just to reiterate what you just said, it, like anything, you need a game plan, you need a roadmap, right? So um, there are, the, the music industry is wide and vast. There are managers who have different specialties, different levels of expertise who work with different types of artists. So to your point, the very first thing you need to know is, what your end goal is and then you know who the person is who can get you there so i'm so glad you said like a manager can't do anything for you that you can't do for yourself a lot of people think that a manager is either the plug or a checkbook what is a manager actually supposed to do
1: i just like for us right like so our manager bird he manages all of internet money right now we have like Mm -hmm. 35 producers and like seven artists so like obviously that's a lot for one manager to just handle you know what i mean so like
0: Extremely. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So yeah. like internet money, like we all, like, I help like Bird manage everything that's going on, like bigger stuff and plays and stuff like that. But also just like, we kind of, we don't shield anybody and in internet money from anything. You know what I mean? Like they all kind of like manage themselves to a degree too, just because we put them on so much game and they know like what's normal and what's not and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So everybody else is like their own little CEOs and in internet money and stuff like that. So for Bird and everything like that, The management just all comes down to, like, managing. That's what this really is. The time, the stuff you have coming up, make sure paperwork's taken care of. Like, they're not supposed to be out here getting you placements. They're not supposed to be out here doing work that you're supposed to be doing. They're just supposed to help you get the stuff situated so you're protected at the end of the day and you have somebody to fight for you because you don't want to mess up relationships whenever it's you versus an artist or you versus, like, an artist team or you versus a label, you know what I mean? Like, you need someone that's going to come in and speak for you and kind of be good cop, bad cop, and figure out, like, um, yo, Taz doesn't like this. And whenever they ask right. me, Taz doesn't like it's Like, oh, I'm not comfortable with it, whatever. But they can be the one that's a little more blatant, you know, a little more right. like, this is what's going on. That's kind so, of
0: So just like how a team manager, you know, in sports would manage the talent on the team and help coach you, you know, or, or put the coaches in place, put different things in place to make sure that you, as a talent, A, give the best to the franchise, B, like you said, are protected, help, it's the same thing in terms of managing talent. Like they really are there to literally manage your career, make sure your business side is protected, make sure you're not left exposed and to also like navigate all the stuff that you have to do. And really what I also like to say is that managers are there so that the talent can focus on the talent and not have to worry about the business. Like the manager is there so that you can just do what you, what you need to do creatively. Um, Nick, when you, you said that you got to know Taz on, online. So my question to you is, once you have realized, all right, this is what I do. I have some beats under my belt. I have some work. I think I'm ready, you know, to actually graduate to a different level. How do you then approach somebody that you want to work with? Like, how did, how did, did you reach out to Taz? Did he reach out to you? How did you forge your relationship?
2: So as far as reaching out to Taz, it it was sort of, I just, it was just a, s- a simple interaction on Twitter. I remember Taz was um, live streaming, playing uh, Call of Duty or something with, with somebody <laughs> else. And and me and DT, uh, we saw his tweet, and they're like, oh, let's join. And then we joined and then we were talking in the chat. And then we weren't even talking about music first and foremost. And I kind of stress this a lot with, you know, building relationships in the music industry. Sometimes it's not always, best to just straight off the rip just talk about music and just like it shows it sort of feels like you're talking to a robot like that's all you care about and the thing that's different with you know talking to taz and that was we just talked about video games we were just talking about whatever else we never were talking about selling beats selling music internet money whenever we were playing ps4 together whenever we were first starting building a relationship we were just talking to each other like friends and building like a true loyalty and friendship and our that way the chemistry was was naturally up so whenever there's not music around you know we're we're still talking about something else and we're still growing as you know just two people talking to each other instead of you know if i were to just straight up then like the first day I was talking to Taz on PS4, Yo Taz, listen to my beats. You know what do Taz you
0: would have never talked to you again.
2: He he would have been like, this <laughs> this kid's yeah. like probably not. It's it's really annoying. I don't want to talk to him and play PS4. if All he wants to do is you know show me his beats. Like,
0: I think that's so important. Um, your team, your team are the people that are going to be closest to you throughout your entire journey, ideally. And it is a relationship. It's not purely transactional. You guys are going to disagree and agree you have to share both wins and losses so it's very important that you actually know and have you know some commonality with the people that you're that you're attaching yourself to and and getting Definitely. into business with because you're throwing in your lots together it is it is about relationship building and I do think that that's something that some people miss the illusion of access on the internet to be able to get to somebody kind of makes you forget that you're still that you still need to build first right um so As you're growing, so you have a manager. Would would we all agree that manager is the first step, regardless of what you're trying to do in terms of who you need to lock in?
1: Yeah, manager is the first person you kind of need to lock in. And then then
0: where does it go from there? Lawyer. Absolutely. Why? Can you explain to people why?
1: (laughs) Because no matter what, anything that you have to sign, I don't care if it's one page or one sentence and you got to sign, you need a lawyer to
0: look at it. Even what you're about to sign with this manager. Exactly right, right. Lawyer absolutely has to come next. Um, not yet, not, and, and also, how would you suggest people seek it out? I've had people come to me, and, and just for the record, I don't think I said this at the top. I'm a 20 year entertainment veteran, I've been a marketing executive at several major labels. Mm-hmm. I now also do manage, and, I, and I'm a music and culture writer. But I've had people send me something like, I got this from this label they want to possibly do a deal but they want me to pay them fly out do out can you look this over and I will say I can look it over but I'm not a lawyer you need a lawyer and I think a lot of folks want to take a shortcut because lawyers cost money but can we talk a little bit about like Taz why is that investment into paying legal fees still worth it in the long run even if you think your homeboy can look it over for you
1: um, I think it's just important because at the end of the day, like, if I I might I might know what's in a contract, but I don't know the the language. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, lawyers mm-hmm. learn languages, and it's like so meticulous and tedious on purpose. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right on purpose. Yes, on purpose.
1: Yeah, because like every and every a contract is about protection at the end of the day for both sides. Like, and whoever is representing them has their lawyer look over it. You know what I mean? So they know where like the bodies are buried so to speak to like mm. help them if something happened and someone's like liable or something like that like on their side so you need to be protected on that same side as well you know what I mean to make sure that like right. everything's taken care of and you're not surprised six months from now whenever a song's out and you're like well why am I getting this well why is it like this you
0: right
1: know I, mean? how come I think some out of my artist deal and this all comes down to like lawyers and managers
0: and we hear a lot of conversations now about people who feel like they were beat out of their publishing, you know, 20 years ago, or even a few weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, there was a thing with, you know, Meg getting out of her original, trying to get out of her, Megan Thee Stallion, trying to get out of her original contract, on yeah. with Rock Nation. Um, and, and you raised an incredible point. No matter how experienced an artist you are, like I said, I've been in the music business for 20 years. I can't read all of a contract. Like, it, I, you know, I you can if you send me a deal memo which bullets it out. I know what that means. But contract language, to your point, it'll be like a percentage of a fraction of a something that's scaled and escalated over X years with some options. It's is <laughs> literally like get an attorney, get and get it. You choose your attorney that you trust, so that you know that what they're telling you is for is in your best interest. Because, like you said. The other side is going to come to the table with something that protects them. You have to make sure that you are, are seeing a response, something that protects you. Um, so I want to talk a little bit now about. So you get your manager, you get your lawyer. A lot of people are very focused with with the internet on, you know, being viral and building a buzz and gaining followers and and thinking that that's kind of the the end game that's going to like magically get them on. Right. And I've seen people now that I write, you know, there's a lot of, will you, you know, will you write about my single? Will you cover my album? If people, I have no idea who these people are. Like, there's no, they're not giving me a, why, why are they interesting? What's their story? Um, At what point, like how much of building a buzz is your own responsibility? And at what point do you actually need somebody like a, be it a media person, a publicist, a digital marketing person like how much do you do yourself when do you need to bring somebody else in and you guys literally have built your whole collective on the internet so i'd like to hear from both of you on that actually either one of you want to go first
1: um yeah i'll go i think overall just like it's super important you kind of have to do everything yourself kind of you know what i mean like to blow yourself mm-hmm. up it's like publicists can go and talk to genius or they can go talk to xxl or complex or whatever and yeah they could post an article on you or they could do this But at the end of the day, like. This isn't 2010 anymore, where people just rely on like blog posts or all that. Like everything, they want to hear directly from the artists, or directly from the producers, or directly from the people involved. You know what I mean? Like uh, our label can go out here and set up like a a TikTok budget or something like that and try to get it going. But in, in the end, like the people who've really popped off a of TikTok or popped off through of these different like platforms, it all comes organically. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you can't really manufacture it, no matter how much you try.
1: Yeah. I mean, people try for sure, but there's a lot of like, and people have like succeeded from it, but I think it's just, it all comes down to like, it just needs to be organic. Cause if it feels too forced or whatever like that, just people know like they have a subconscious, you know what I mean? Like they're going to understand like they're being played with and they understand like, okay, well, why am I seeing this so much? Like I've never heard of this before, but right. if this it's like, dance is going viral and your friends are talking about it or you see like a video is going viral online. You're going to be like, Oh, okay. I know where this comes from. I need mm-hmm. to hop on this. So I'm not late. You know what I mean,
0: right, Nick? What about you?
2: Um, I mean, it's always safe to to rely on yourself as much as possible when starting out and building up your own platform because what you build up from the ground up, nobody can take that away from you. If you're the one that's putting in this work every day, and you're the we have social media right now where you can control your social media presence within just a couple apps on your phone. You can use Twitter. Uh, Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitch, YouTube—all of these different platforms to build your brand, and it's—it's it's really important for you to be, you know, most in charge of that over anybody else. First, you you want to be making sure you're leading yourself in the right direction as well as you know yourself best. You know, you can obviously get help from other people, but like Taz was saying, like maybe like, I mean, it's it's 2020. You kind of got to be your own publicist and go out and do your own stuff for you because you never know the certain people might not know what's best for you or what they might bring to the table might not be as much as what you're able to you know bring to the table yourself
0: right and also I don't think that and it might sound ironic for me to say this as somebody who writes for blogs and publications they don't always get the same reach for a brand new artist that just what you do on your own platforms would get. I think that um Lil Nas X is a perfect example of this he constructed all of that stuff himself um before even getting to the to the label side or if you even want to go all the way back to Soldier Boy like he was on the Hot 100 before he got signed to Interscope through stuff that he did all on his own um so then when you build that story I think also I wanted to speak and Nick I'm going to ask you about this as the producer sometimes there's a really big focus on exposure over the actual content like the music still needs to be good. Can can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Um, yeah, I think it's always, if your exposure is really high and your quality is really low, that's where virality comes in. And like being viral or a sensation for a little moment really, you know, gets kicks into action. Because if you blow up or you, you know, get a little relevant just based off like you doing something stupid, like nobody's going to look at you like the serious musician you want to be taken as like nobody's going to look at you like how you, you got to carry yourself how you want other people to see you you know if you, if you're right. making really good music and you're putting out the best content and quality you're going to build the most organic fan base based off of that alone i mean if you just come out here and you're not focusing on the music as much and you're more focused on appearing like you're like you're this you know artist or act like you're doing this you know it's going to show in the fan base Mm -hmm. it's going to show on how strong your fans really are and will Mm -hmm. will they be with you when when it hits the fan
0: right i think that's a great point in terms of actual longevity Mm -hmm. um so as you're starting out we've always said manager, lawyer, key importance. At some point you need to build your story, but then once your career is underway, the bigger of an artist you become or the bigger of an entity or a bigger producer, et cetera, the larger your team becomes because the more needs you have. So at some point you need a booking agent and then maybe you need a road manager and a day-to-day manager, et cetera. But these are all things that your manager, your management company can help. But Taz, you also on the executive side, you were growing a business period. So can you talk to us a little bit about your process over the past, you know, four years in terms of when you knew it was time to expand your collective, when you knew it was time to add more people, when you knew it was time to branch out to um, the label itself, like how, how did you evaluate those steps as you were going along?
1: I think ultimately, like whenever you look at the things internet money has done and like me building internet money, it's like two separate things. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, Internet money, whenever it comes to, like adding people and doing stuff like that, I never force it and I never care. I'm not like, oh, I need to go sign people or, oh, I need to go do this. Like it's always built off of like <laughs> just relationships and like how well you work with everybody. Cause at the end of the day, people don't forget that I have a team of like 40 people. So I got to find a way to make everybody like work together and like believe in the same goal. And I can't deal with egos. I can't deal with people who think it's about them or want it to only be about them. We have to collectively put all of our egos to the side and all buying internet money together. So whenever I see people, it's just like willing to do like, you know, whatever, and they don't really care whatever it is, as long as they're a part of something bigger in themselves, I always look at them first to put people in internet money. You know what I mean? And whenever it comes to doing stuff like uh, doing a label or going and doing like other big moves is internet money and collective. I just, I just really like doing stuff that people don't expect us to do. Like, people just looked at us as YouTube producers. They didn't think we'd make it mm. in the industry. Then we got into the industry and we became some of the biggest producers, and we produced some of the biggest records. And they're like, "Okay, well, that's just that." And I'm like, "Nah, I could go do a label." Like, we found Juice, we found Tekka, we found Ian and Dior, we found Trevor Daniel. Like, all these big artists that came out of like nowhere. It started their their paths and their careers. Like, started with us at Internet Money. You know what I mean? So it's like. I think overall just doing the stuff that's building up the brand and showing people that like, we do more than just produce records. We do more than just sell beats. You know what I mean?
0: And how often like, you know, I know this can go a few different ways in some cases it's the team might sit down periodically and really like map stuff out. Sometimes it's just you throwing an idea out there and figuring out when it's time to get to it. Do you have a process as to how you've decided you're going to tackle each step along the way?
1: Uh, nah, not really. I think it all just boils down to like how bad we want to do it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. something that everybody's like balled in about. We're like, yo, that'd be crazy. We should all do that. (laughs) I'm not going to do something if I just want to do it because then it's like whenever I need the, it takes a village to raise a child, like internet money. Yeah. I mean, so like I could want to do something myself personally, but if everyone else isn't on board, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. I need their support too. Like we all got to raise this thing together. You know what I mean?
0: And, and Nick, with you, the same, same question. As your career has grown, what, what's what been your process in deciding what your next steps are, when it's time to take them? I mean, obviously, you now are part of internet money itself. So what Taz is saying about the collective goes for you too, but individually, you are still a producer of your own as well. So what's been your process?
2: Yeah. So basically the first step is knowing that there's always, there's always room for you to grow. And like, I always know there's something more that I can do no matter like what step I get to. So it's always me focusing on, and so it's, it's less, you know, a lot of people spend too much time strategizing and just planning or coming up with these things and they never follow through and you kind of just gotta, you know, put yourself in the waters and just try to do it off just off bat. So, you know, me being another producer on internet money, I'm also working on, you know, you know, build internet money up, but I'm focusing on, you know, doing stuff for myself too, you know, helping putting on more producers by myself too, and putting on more artists. So, I have that power with internet money to be able to do that, so I can go sign a producer if I want to, go sign an artist, I can build them up, help them build their career, I can help them build the business if if it doesn't have to just be music you can use music to branch off out let's say tomorrow i want to make a i want to make my own shoe i can go do that and i can go Mm -hmm. you know sell that if i want to because of you know the position i put myself in so as far as me like always wondering what's the next step it's really just thinking about different ways you can be initiative or an initiative i don't know the Mm -hmm. how to take initiative yeah yeah um and basically what you want to do at the end of the day it's really about what you want to do because if you don't want to do something don't pursue it you're not going to be interested in it like you you don't want to start something that you have no interest in or you don't like because you won't get any good results or like the right results that you really you know could if you're chasing it
0: it just for the money and not out of the passion right yeah right um so on the flip side we've talked about you, you know what steps people need to take in terms of order. But now what, how do people like for you guys, how could someone approach you or how should someone approach a producer, a manager, et cetera, that they want to work with for you? Like what is attractive to you? Do you reach out to them. Do you have suggestions? Like I know, Nick, you said that you and Tash just formed a relationship first. Not everybody will quite have that opportunity. We can't exactly send demos out anymore like it used to happen in the days of old. So do you have suggestions for those producers who really do want to get their beats to somebody, to artists who really want to get heard outside of their circle as to how they should approach people that they want to get on their radar, even if it's not to eventually sign or work, but at least start start that process of relationship building that we talked about
2: before. Yeah. Um, you have to, one of the, the main steps is you have to make yourself noticeable first and foremost. You know, there's there's thousands of people that hit up, you know, your favorite producers, favorite artists every day. And they're just like, "Yo, work with me, work with me, work with me. And you're just going to be another one. So you have to make yourself. So you're saying
0: noticeable. that like links and IG comments don't work.
2: <laughs> yeah, link, links, and and DMs, and all of that. That's that's not really. It's it's counterproductive. It just does you more damage than it does. It's not always just like you miss all the shots you don't take because in this case, like all the shots you miss, you know, you're worsening, you're you're lowering your stats on your shooting. Like you're just you're just getting worse. So excellent you analogy. Have to, you have to you have to make yourself more noticeable for others. You know, build your own grind up. Make your make your brand. Build your brand up. So they want to work with you and it's, it's, you know, it, it is the music industry and not everybody's going to work with each other. It just has to be like that sometimes. Like you can't just off the rip, like on your first day of producing, be like, okay, in a month, I'm going to work with Drake or in, in, in next year, i want to get on Kanye's album. I mean, those things are attainable with time, but like, you just have to set realistic goals in the, in the now being for you. You can't just, you know, expect to just DM Drake and just wait on him to like open your open your link that you sent him. It's not really gonna work like that. Exactly. Drake think, usually um yeah, continue to ask.
1: Uh I just think overall, like what Nick's saying, and I was gonna say that. But also on top of that, just like maybe being more targeted, you know what I mean? Like I know for me, if someone hits me, I'm not gonna respond because I just have like everything else I'm working on today. But I have producers assigned to me or here people that's here at the house every day that like yo so and so just hit me here so yo like this is dope you know what I mean like Mm. maybe instead of just putting that energy into trying to get stuff to future stuff to sway lee or whatever then maybe figure out who's closest to them and build build relationships with those people you know what I mean because whenever I need stuff done at the end of the day like people know to hit my assistant Frankie or people know to hit like my homeboy Denzel or my homeboy Izzy or people it's like right next to me so I can get stuff done during the day. That's just the best way I think about it. You That's
0: just it. dropped, I think, one of the most underrated gems, not just in music, but in business period, which is that people really do try to get to the top person who, to your point, has so much coming at them all day, every day. There's like, there's almost no way they're gonna notice from you reaching out to them something in the midst of the noise, but yeah. that there are other people around them the right people around them. Because I do want to add in here, it's essential that you do your research on who you're reaching out to and what you're reaching out to them for. Please know who you're hitting up and why. But to your point, there might be somebody in your circle who works with you, who actually has your ear that they can get to. But I would also encourage, and I think both of you would agree with me, that it's not just, yo, listen to my single. It's, I'm this producer. I've been doing this for this long. I'm from this place. Like you still have to have a story. Like, why should they take an interest in you? You can't just drop a link and be like, yo, listen to my shit. I want to work. Right. Like it's not that simple.
1: Yeah. I think I think for people, they just it's just like a couple things. Like they don't realize like everybody hits them to work. You see what I'm saying? So like maybe just like reaching out, like, hey, bro, I just want to let you know. Like I see you working, doing your thing. Like, I just want to let you know, like I support you. And whatever, like if you need anything for me, just let me know. Like something right. like that is like perfect. And on top right. of that, I don't know if people have been on like, have seen these major artists, like Instagram DMs or stuff like that, but they get DMs every second. They get mentions every second by people that are verified, by people that are not verified, people have millions of followers or no followers. It doesn't right. matter. So if you think they're going to just see you out of there, it doesn't matter if you have a blue check or not and just mm-hmm. respond to you, you're tweaking.
0: I also think I also think it's important, like you said, if not hitting to just work. Um, I do think one thing that's also undervalued is is actually maybe hitting you guys for advice or to ask a question rather than to just be like, "Listen to my shit, sign me, let's work together, to
1: build the relationship from there." Like right. I've had people who didn't even want to do that and it just like bought plane tickets to come to LA. <laughs> In the studios we were going to. And- right just go to every studio like, oh, Taz is here. And then they just let him in one time. They thought they were there for me and he hands me a flash drive. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, right. that's not that's not what you do. That's not how it's done. Cause- It just is creepy, bro.
0: Yeah, there's it's creepy, right? There's a difference between persistence and like you lightweight stalking. And and I think I think what happens is we hear these stories like that Cole hung out until he could find Jay and pass his demo off. up. but those are like by rapping for Kanye. Yeah, those are like one in a million in 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 hip hop. Yeah, there's always an exception
2: for those. There's always gonna be an exception because I know like us saying this, there's gonna be that one person in the chat or like on Twitter, like, oh, that's not true. I hit so-and-so up and they responded, well, I mean, we're just speaking for the 99% right? as far as, you know, there's always yeah. a chance.
1: Yeah, the same way that like Big Sean got signed by Kanye, you can go find other videos of people rapping for Kanye, like on TMZ or YouTube, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. None of them, nothing happened to them. They just got right. their bars off and they went on about their life, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of put people in a thing and it kind of just turns like, you're forcing people to listen to you when they may not wanna listen to you. So already by then you're giving them like a bad impression. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Um, I think uh, another question I wanted to ask actually, um, I'm a little early in, in in going to questions from the chat, but we have a bunch of them coming in. Um, and I was gonna ask this anyway we talked before about finding the right people to to be on your team and once you secure a manager a manager can help with a lot of this but in terms of finding an attorney in terms of finding these professionals even in terms of finding a manager like what should somebody consider between yo this is an important one yo my boy's been by my side they've been riding with me this is my friend you know we want like a LeBron type situation or we want, you know, a rock Nation where it's Jay and Ty and everybody's been together since Marcy or something like that. But like how do you make that call whether the people who are beside you are qualified to help guide you through this versus, no offense to y'all, but I actually need to go find somebody who's been doing this for a minute.
1: I think it's just like the people you mentioned, you just mentioned <laughs> like yeah. Marcy with Jay and all that. As you yeah. know, Rockefeller split up. Like people don't especially yeah. when <laughs> You had money, you had fame, you had clout, you had business, you had, like, you know, people get into drugs and all crazy other stuff. Once you add the game on top of friendships and relationships, they start to crack. So that's why you just like dealing with people who are professional and they know what mm-hmm. they're getting into. Whenever you want to get your wisdom teeth pulled, you're not going to just go to somebody's like, hey, bro, I, I could do that for you. Right,
0: right, 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 right it's like
1: the difference between that's the first step with like taking yourself serious as a business and like yeah you can have homeboys on your team or you could do whatever they don't need to be your manager they don't need to be your lawyer have them start out and earn a position like have them be like an assistant or have them go deliver food
0: or actually have them learn. so they how, can learn the game exactly or
1: engineer and just putting people on teaching them how to like be a ceo you know like essentially that's what it really all comes down to
0: so, in terms of learning the game, what's your, I think that, I think that is really, obviously, that's what this whole discussion series is about is like learning the game in order to advance in the game. Cause I think people skip that part. What have, like, what did you guys do to educate yourselves, right? Like, do you have, was there somebody you went to? Did you read like everything you need to know about the music business? Did you just sit up under somebody? Like, how did you guys learn the game?
2: I mean, this is a, I, I can say like, we have some of the, the the best way to learn the game is just by throwing yourself in it. Like mm-hmm. t- there's a lot of stuff that Taz didn't know that when he got into certain situations and he got into certain deals and he got into certain sessions with artists that he learned so much just by, by making certain decisions and not every decision is gonna be your right decision. People have to know it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to take the wrong path here and there, but you, you just gotta get right back on track and here's a just a music example years uh like in 2017 2018 when when we first were doing studio sessions with Taz and uh artists at uh, a label in LA this was like our first time being in studio studios with artists for the first time we had come from the YouTube background where the tight beats on YouTube are you know they're, they're all crazy they're all over the place because producers trying to make crazy beats to you know compete with other producers they want to see who has the best like craziest beats. But when you get into a studio we, we were playing those beats and we were realizing they were skipping them and they were like we don't want these we don't and we had to learn you know what beats artists like we had to learn that they need space on a track. We had to learn that it's about being simple it's not about being flashy or, or crazy and that was something we learned you know that way. Because if we couldn't, ju- that's not something we can just look up online and like ask a manager or something or just ask somebody, you know, what kind of, you know, what kind of beats, you know, check out this beat before the session. Like you just don't do that. So we got in the sessions, we we played the wrong beats and then we learned what to, to make the next time. That's just a, a, just a music example, I guess.
0: Right. And what would you say, Tess? Because you've had to, like, again, you've, you've gone from. From beat making, you know, home in Florida to now being like a mogul, like how in a in a relatively short amount of time. So what what was what was it for you to learn curve? I think just in her, addition to what Nick said.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think overall just us. Well, like what Nick said, with that, like you know, like you want to go swimming, you don't just skim your toe in the in the pool. You're not gonna get used to it. You got to jump in and get acclimated to it. So just also just using your eyes and not just. Just watching people, watching how people work. Like you know what I mean. It's the same way that like kids learn to talk, or they learn how to like be normal humans. You know what I mean. They see other people being good humans and speaking and stuff around them. So it's like we came in this game, we didn't know anything. Like, and it's not the type of industry where people are gonna sit down and hold your hand and be like, "Yo, this is what's going on with this." Even on your team, because people are moving so quick, they don't have to explain every single thing to you. Like. I still get calls a day where my manager's bird, like he's like, I know you have no idea what I'm talking about, but just know (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like overall, you just gotta it all starts with just building the right team and developing the trust with the people and making sure that they've actually been in the game long enough to like kind of take you under their wing so you could take other people under your wing the same way. You know what I mean? Like
0: right. Um, some advice that I usually do give to people is to find somebody who has gotten to where you want to go and, and really study, not just watch them in real time, but actually do some research as to what steps they took, how they got there. What not saying that you can necessarily all roadmap, you know, you can't necessarily follow the exact steps because everybody has that unique power that gets them to where they are, but at least helps, you know, kind of what process is, right? Because there's always process. Nobody, even the people who look like this happened overnight, it didn't actually happen overnight. Cause like Taz, you were working for years before yeah. you really got on. Also, it's just about like knowing what your
1: path is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got in this strictly as a producer. And once I like got into the industry as a producer, I seen I got hip to everything. I was just like, I don't know if I just want to make beats anymore. You know what I mean? Like I want to go sign artists. I want to develop artists. I want to put out records. I want to go do all this crazy stuff. And this is an industry where like no one's going to tell you you can't do something. They're just going to watch you fail. So it's right. like, <laughs> like, you know, I just, that's what I wanted to do. So that's why internet money is like, that's how it's ran like that. Right. He wants to be the biggest producer in the world. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm just be like, all right, that's what you want to do. Let's go do it. Then Let's how it. can
0: I support that? These people, Let's go do this.
1: And it's just the whole team. Like bird will help on his side. Our lawyer Navarro helps on our side. The labels, they all know us. They need help because at the end of the day labels don't know how to develop artists. That's why we have jobs you know what I mean? Right. So, like, they trust us, everything. It's just once, it, No. nobody's going to take you serious is whatever, producer, label, artist, whatever it is you want to do until you start adding credits and start adding stuff to your name. And that's just right. what it boils down to. I remember trying to take sessions with people early, like people that we just work with, people that are on my album, our album. It was like, nah, I don't want to work with them. I don't know them. Who are they? And then, right. You know, fuck love by x that came out then that going there was like who's nick mary then juice world came out who's nick mary who's the that money who's all these people so it's just building and making sure that you have stuff coming out and if you don't have stuff coming out start building the pipeline you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah can you talk what what do you, can you talk a little bit about building the pipeline
1: is <laughs> at this point like stuff just happens and we have like no control over it like last week we found out we were one of the biggest artists like up coming out. So we're like okay we had no idea about this or right uh a label will just drop a song that we forgot about completely you know what I mean it just pops out and like oh we forgot this was coming. So it's, it's just like
0: a, you've been doing the work you have you have stuff in the chamber basically. It, it's it's really just planting the seeds and like putting your head down, not
1: focusing on what's coming from it. You know what I mean? And then once you just like forget about it because you're so busy and focused on just like every day I wake up I feel like Every plaque we got doesn't matter. Every Everything we've done the day before doesn't matter. Like, I want to make sure that I have goals every day, that I set them, that we achieve them, we work towards them every single day. And it's something new. It's not like we're working on the same thing for like a year at a time. You see what I mean? Right,
0: right. So it's not, so I think I think it's also like the illustration of when you plant a seed, the tree doesn't grow the same day you plant the seed. So exactly. like doing the work and knowing that it's going to take time for it to produce fruit. About it.
1: That's yeah. what it is. Don't forget about it. When it happens, you'll just be so happy it's finally coming up.
0: So I want to ask you guys about the album that you've been working on now. Uh, Before we get to that, we have some more questions from the chat. But before we even get to that, can each of you share for me, like, either your biggest kind of, if you have one, a, a turning point in your career, whether it was a lesson that you learned or a win or a loss that you kind of carried with you that was like an aha moment or that was like the moment where you were like, all right, this is real now.
1: Um, Yeah, I'll go. And then it could go. Uh, I think for me, like the most important thing is just like understanding that there's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. And like, I could just sit here and give you like multiple explanations of like me, meeting certain artists and me being like, man, like this is the only time I might meet them. Like I got to make sure they know who I am, but it might not be like the perfect setting. Like I'll never introduce myself or say like, Like try to start a relationship with somebody like backstage at a concert or at a festival or stuff like that. Whenever you know the artist side, they're running around all day. They had problem getting their passes. Like you just don't know what artists go through to be there. And the last thing they want is someone trying to tell them like, "Yo, by the way, man, let's work, let's link, let's do this." So just there's times where I'm like, "Nah, I'll meet them again in life." If it happens, it happens. You know what I mean? It's like whenever I meet them later and we're in the studio working or we're whatever, and I explain back to them like, "Man, that's funny, bro. Like, damn, it's kind of crazy how life works out." I think just not forcing stuff and just kind of letting things play out. Cause if it, if it was meant to happen, it'll happen. You know what I mean?
0: That's a, that's a great, 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 great point. Um, what about you, Nick?
2: Um, I mean, Taz, Taz hit the nail right on the head. Um, I mean, it's it's just as natural as possible. It's always, it's always the best thing and you never know when you're going to run into who, you know, going where, you know, whether you're flying in to New York, you're flying into Atlanta, you're flying into L.A. You never know which studio you're going to be at, who you're going to run into and whether or not it's the right time to make that move. You know, if you see somebody around like 30, 30 guys and like you see them with security guards, you're not about to just squeeze through them and be like, here's my CD. Like, or like, yo, can I play you beats? You know, you'll run into them when the time is right, like test and everything will happen when it's meant to happen, really
0: right um i want to we're going to close by talking about the album but i want to take some questions from the from the chat really quickly um so this one i think we sorry because a couple of these we already addressed um do you have any recommendations a few people ask this do you have any recommendations for finding like an attorney or a biz manager or um, like some of the professionals that we mentioned that they may need in a team? Do you think that should come from manager recommendations? Or do you have ideas of how people should look for them independently?
1: I think first, like uh, like we said with like team building, right? The first person, whether it, whoever you decide that you're going to start this journey with, whether it's a manager or you're doing it with a lawyer first or whatever, that person, you need to, to develop the relationship and develop the trust. Because like you... Mm-hmm. We're busy working on everything we got to do the product everything like we can't sit here and take a million meetings with lawyers we can't sit here and take a million meetings with like business managers and all these people so it's just like let them do the scout and pick out a couple candidates they like and then you sit down with a couple of them and then you start developing relate the relationship with the lawyers or the business manager, mm-hmm. whoever and just really kind of getting across like your goals and what you want to do like what you're trying to get done what you're trying to accomplish and if they're like ready to go in the, the cockpit of the, the airplane and disappear for 20 years, <laughs> journey with you, then right. you, know you got something special, but there's a lot of people. It's like, I don't know if I'm ready to take this. I don't know if I, I got a lot of stuff on my plate, whatever. And it's just like, once again, it all comes down to like, if it's meant to be, it will, It'll it will happen. It will happen. You know what I mean?
0: Um, I would also tell people, I know that it's not always as easy to find label credits now that we don't really do physical product, but, um, the attorneys who represent artists are always checked somewhere in their label credits. Um, also, different trade publications like Billboard, etc., usually do some kind of like entertainment, you know, lawyers in the music industry, business managers in the industry rundown. So it's going to take a little research on your part, but you can find some people and very easily find out who they represent and, and see if it looks like somebody who would be a match for you. Um, advanced updater asked so like the people who want to get big and take music seriously just do your best and make your stuff be the best they can and just wait for people to hear it or something so i mean his i guess his question is like what do you do (laughs) but i think we kind of addressed that right in terms of like just making yourself as noticeable as possible
1: i mean that's only one part you know what i mean like it comes Mm -hmm. down to music it comes down to everything like a lot of this is just like making sure you're doing your job and that's making the music or putting the songs together and then just putting them out there. And then you got to let people just like come to it. If it's good music, people will find it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Cause it's like, it's like, in, it's infectious. You know what I mean? Once people find a good song, they're going to want to dance to it. They're going to want to make videos. They're going to want to tell their friends because everybody wants to be the first person on something new or something big. That's what it really right. is. But whenever you got to go spam people or do all that, it just makes them block you, mute you, not even want to pay attention to anything you may be dropping. And then they'll always remember that, say something does catch off. I'm like, man, I remember this dude was in my DMs begging. (laughs) Right. Really, that's what it is. And nobody wants to hear that because they think it's like, like Space Jam, or like, yeah, just drink this right here, and you could turn it into the Monstars. When in reality, it doesn't work like that.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, right? Like, you might start with a very small amount of people who hear your music, and it grows incrementally as you grow. It's not gonna be all of a sudden you burn it down TikTok overnight. Like, it 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 might start where you got like a hundred people on your stuff, but those hundred people might tell another hundred people, and it still continues. to. you I just mean, gotta keep putting out the output.
1: Yeah, nothing, nothing's overnight. We've been, I've been doing this for 10 years. And seven years I seen no progress. Like that's before anything. You know what I mean? I didn't get no placements. I wasn't doing anything. Right. Seven years in the in the game, that's whenever we got in the industry. So that means I did seven years of hard work. We did seven years. Laying groundwork. Yeah. And it's like no one cared who we were. And even at the seventh year, the eighth year, no one cared. We still, once we get into the industry, you have to prove yourself consistently and be able to tell people like, yo, we're doing this. And then it's just after people see your name enough times and start to recognize who you are and like, oh, they did this, damn, they also did this. They did this too. Then it's just like, it's undeniable. And that's how you get the attention of the bigger people. But even whenever you get in the industry, you take a deal, you take a record deal, you take a pub deal, you take whatever it is, no one's still gonna respect you.
0: You still gotta prove yourself consistently. In in the
1: basement with your friends and they're all laughing at you and your family's (laughs) like, oh, you're gonna be a rapper oh right. okay I believe it when I see it like right. your whole life everybody's going to tell you no so it's like if you really want to do something you have to just ignore everybody anyways and just focus on yourself That's Right. really the this is
0: um, uh, Namaste Jay asks do you have any examples of upcoming independent artists that made a really good impression on you guys off the bat and was it music, visuals, social media what caught your attention
2: you want to take this Nick Jeez, I got to think of an artist right now. That that I mean,
1: whenever we up. found Juice, he was independent. You know what I mean? And that happened how, Nick? Just SoundCloud,
2: right? I mean, when, when Juice Juice sort of found us and then we found him, so he hit up DT on Twitter and he was like, what's up, bro? I'm in need of a, you know, again, this is like one of the situations we were talking about earlier, but also um, me and DT weren't, weren't as big as we, we are now, so... We were- Easier you know, to checking access. Our, yeah, e- way easier to access, way easier to access. So Juice hit up DT on Twitter and he was, um, was like, what's up bro, I need you, I need a new producer. He's like, I need some beats from you. And then he sent him one of his beats on YouTube. He's like, I really like this, you know, he sent me some stuff like this. And then DT hit me, he's like, yo, this this artist, Juice the Kid, just hit me up on Twitter. And he's like, here's his, here's his songs, you know, what do you think of him? You know, you wanna work with him too? And then I was like listening to him. I was like, yeah, bro, this is fire. And then from there, we just built that, you know, sort of relationship.
0: So it sounds like the key there was that you guys were also in a position where you were looking, actively yeah. looking for we a talent were in to the work same, with. We
2: were in the same field. So yeah. when these, these producers or artists, whoever's starting out, they always try to go to the biggest fish first, which is... I suggest it's, it's way more convenient and like better for you to just focus on people, your level, build somebody, you know, that's on the same level. And you, you know, you see eye to eye, you know, it's not like anybody's going to be looking down on you, you know, there's going to be the biggest pop stars, rap stars of the generation, and you can produce one song for them, or you could produce hundreds of songs for, you know, the next star, you know, right. I used to say that the person that you're building won't be the next star because while you're over here trying to focus on landing a, you know, a placement or trying to get one, you know, look on a a bigger artist project that uh, might not be, you know, the most ideal situation career wise, you know, longevity wise.
0: So we're winding down on time. I'm going to take one more question from the chat and then I want you guys to have a chance to talk about the album. Um, DJ, I'm going to assume this is Biddy, but it's DJ B B D D Y. Um, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going to paraphrase your question. So basically he says that as a producer, his strength is in boom bap, which is considered an an antiquated, you know, style. What would you say to a producer who knows they do something very well that isn't necessarily what's, you know, flying, flying up the charts right now?
2: I mean, it's, but but there's still a, but
0: there's still a lane for
2: it somewhere. I mean, if there's still a lane you know, you got to focus on what you want to do. If that's really what you want to do, you, you know, there's plenty of ways to take it up. I mean, Boom Bap beats are, you know, the the most places I hear them that are like really relevant right now is like, there's a huge community on YouTube for lo-fi beats and just chill beats like that. And not always that people are just rapping over, you know, there's going to be different opportunities in different lanes for just your production. It doesn't always have to be about getting placements because Boom Bap is sort of a, right now, people look at it as, you know, an outdated, you know, sound, you know, there's, st- there's still the people that do it and there's still, you know, some popular people that do it, but it's not the the majority. It's not the popular. It's like a nostalgia
0: it's- thing right now.
2: Yeah. It's like a nostalgia thing. So if, if that's really what you want to do, just solely that, then you can pursue that in all the ways that you can, you'll find out all the ways that you can pursue that. Um, if you obviously are aware that it's not the most popular and you want to do something else, you can adapt. I mean, music is always about adapting. You can't, stay with the same sounds every year and expect to, you know, mm-hmm. stay trending. It's all about, you know, going with the sound. 10 right. years ago, all the sounds that we heard, you know, they sounded really good then. But right now, if we listen back to all those beats, they sound cheesy, they sound they sound like, like, all, like cheap sounding. But right. in the time, like who's to say in 10 years, somebody's gonna look at all the 808s and claps that we have right now and it's gonna be like, oh, what were they on? You know, we're on the next level. We're on, you know, right. creating all this. So it's all right. about adapting really.
0: I think there's also like a question you have to ask yourself as to whether you want to do this for the art or the money, like which is more important to you? Is it is it the love or are you really trying to make it a career or is it just that you really want to create? And I think sometimes that can determine what lane you go in as well. Um, so, guys, you have been during quarantine. You guys should know that they are both, believe it or not, in the same house, uh, but also socially distanced in the house. Um, but you've been working on the first internet money album project. Tell us about it, please, as we're about to close out.
1: Yeah, so last year I did a deal with 10K Projects. I was supposed to, we were supposed to work on an album, but uh, we put out a single with Lil Tech and A Boogie. Somebody, it went gold in like two months. Somebody like, like something really quick. And uh, then everybody's like, what's, what's up with the album? What's up with the album? And it's like, we got other songs, like we got like a juice song, but you know, like all the stuff that happened with that um and then it was just like little stuff putting it off here and there here and there and then finally like a month ago I was just like man we were supposed to do this album we never did it I was like man you know screw it let's just do it and they were like are you sure I'm like yeah let's do it like who's gonna stop us so then literally I gave us a deadline of like two weeks I said I wanted to have the album done by June 1st and we really finished a good like the whole album in like a month it's kind of crazy how we just that's crazy yeah like if you if you see like all the names on it and all the people and you're gonna be like how did they be able to get this done this quick and i think it just all comes down to like f- we've been in the industry for so long we've been giving everybody hit records we've been doing all this and no one we've never asked anybody for anything we've never been an issue clearing records we've never been in like anything we've just been doing everything that makes sense to be like good business partners with a lot of different artists and a lot of different labels and all that so now whenever we're coming for ours it's just like respect and they understand what time it is you know what i mean
0: right um what do you have anything that you want to add in nick
2: um i mean this album's gonna be just so fire for for everybody that's um not hip to internet money everybody who isn't on the same you know they're not on the wave yet you know grab your surfboards grab your sunscreen (laughs) grab your shovels and beach balls get on the beach and get ready to ride the wave because you know this album's really gonna do a lot for us and uh it's gonna put our music in a lot of people's faces and um just we're just grateful to be able to even make the album because like you know it it was like a a long thing uh taz was taz and i and you know just all of internet money was you know worrying about how are we going to do this you know how are we going to make the album you know how are we going to get these people on it and then one day he was just like you know let's do it just boom let's just start it like screw everything else let's literally just start doing songs for the album right now let's collect all these songs and do this and you know Luckily, you know, grateful. I mean, you know, we we did it and we're here single dropping tonight. Another awesome, you know, whatever.
0: Single dropping tonight that's dope. Um, I want to thank both of you. I want to thank you for your time and your insight. You guys have been incredible. Um, and I want to ask everybody else who's all right now to stay tuned. Next up, we are going to talk about, and I think this follows perfectly on the heels of this going independently versus the major label route. Um, we are going to be back in just a few minutes. Taz, Nick, we have like a high second left. Any parting thoughts that you want to leave with the people?
1: I think overall, just, you know, shout out to SoundCloud and y'all giving us a bit <laughs> and, you know, talk everything. Like SoundCloud is a major part of like internet money and all of us in general. Like even a lot of the artists we all started and developed all started on SoundCloud. So the fact that y'all reached out to us and allow us to come on and speak with y'all guys, it's appreciated. you know, I appreciate you as well for even just carrying yeah. it up and
2: us, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, um, you you guys. I think uh, a wealth of information to share. What were you gonna say, Nick?
2: I was gonna say shout out to SoundCloud. Um, we we. I feel like out of anybody from SoundCloud, just one thing. You know, I just want to put in a little request. We might need some trophies from SoundCloud or something. You know, <laughs> just showing you know, all the stuff we've done for SoundCloud. You know, I just want to be able to share that because um, it's crazy. Like out of every platform, really, like we we sort of like cherish SoundCloud the most and still, you know, there was like the era when people were like wondering what's going to happen with, you know, SoundCloud artists and like, what are they going to do? Like, is, is the era like dying? And like, we just prove every day that it's, it's well and alive. And like, and it's just nothing but love for SoundCloud.
0: All right. Thank you guys. And, and SoundCloud shows you love back, uh, which is why we wanted you guys here with us today to share in your experiences. Good luck with the album. Good luck with everything coming up with internet money. Um, we've had some drops in the comments saying that they appreciate both of you for your insight. And I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you because I think you guys have a lot more to offer. Thank you. Everybody else stay tuned. We got the next segment coming up in just a second.